Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Va by the Popcorn. I'm Emily. And I'm Alessandra. And today, we are talking about Downton Abbey, Season 4, Episode 1. We made it to Season 4, everybody. And I'm, and I'm mad. I'm gonna be mad for just the, the, the last two seasons of this show. I'm gonna be so mad. Um, I think there's seven seasons, Emily. No. <laughs> let me let me no, see. Well, I thought there were six. Um, there were six. Um, let's just just check it out. Well, by the way, we have to finish season four. So te- I mean, still three more seasons. We just started season four. There's there's six. There's six seasons, and then there's two movies. Thank goodness. So actually, this is a lot farther on than I thought I got. Um, like I said, I had only watched up to season three finale, um, in which because of the horrible thing that happened, Matthew dies in a horrible car accident. Um, and I just stopped watching it after that 10 years ago. So now we're in, um, brand new territory for me, but I didn't realize that there was only, I guess we have to watch season four, season five, and season six. So three, three seasons. I did. I did a lot of reflecting during this episode. Um, I, one, I had to find my new favorite character, so that was a journey. <laughs> yeah. um, and um, and I was going through um, all the stages of grief along with everybody. along with Mary and everybody. Um, but uh, yes, this is this is the after. Well, not even really the aftermath because we didn't even get to see like a funeral or anything. Like that would have been nice to see. Like they just they just jump right into six months later. It was six months before this, or, or eight months in the last episode from the previous episode, and then now it's six more months. So yeah, <laughs> we didn't get a lot of nineteen twenty one. No, we didn't. And now nor, we're in nor did we get enough time. <laughs> nor did we get enough time to really grieve Matthew's death. I mean, goodness. Uh, let I me just know. play some of this music that's the very beginning cuz like the last episode we didn't get um, We do not have the theme song. The theme song. Okay, we're in business. Everybody, you can hear that creepy ass music. <laughs> With a very scary-looking Downton, Downton Abbey house. It's very somber, and it's nighttime, probably very early in the morning. We have somebody dropping off some letters on a mantelpiece. Oh, so I, I completely missed this part when I watched this episode earlier today. That The, the leaving of the letters. And a, and a baby crying. I, I heard that, I heard that. Echoing. 
this new face that we have today, this new uh, nurse. The crying is like ominous, and it continues and it just goes throughout the house. Like, it's so scary. And we have Mary seeing husband. Okay, this is enough. Oh, it's so intense. It's so intense. <laughs> it's so intense. I mean, it's worthy of it because obviously something major has just happened. So, yes. Yeah, Mary is catatonic. We we do learn it is six months on, but she looks uh, really tired and just isn't isn't all there. She's still in the, the throes of grief and not getting any better. It seems can't even smile. So, um, but we've got uh, Anna has found the letters that this mysterious person met uh, left as they were uh, packing up swiftly and leaving. Mm-hmm. Nice misty morning in Downton. It was very misty today at my house. Looked just like that. Um, They're reading the letters and Anna has to go because Mary Mary called Anna. And it says it's 1922, which, guess what? It's now 2022. So we're watching this exactly right, Emily. (laughs) Whoa! Look at that. I know. I'm, like, excited about it. Um, okay, so so now now we've learned that the the contents of the letters is that Miss O'Brien has just left unexpectedly. She packed up and she left. She upped and left. So the, and she the told Thomas. Is, Thomas tells Jimmy. All of the staff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all the staff are in an uproar, passing along the gossip. Mm-hmm. It's it's moving like wildfire. It's it, she literally just left, which is crazy because I honestly, I mean, I didn't really see this coming to be honest, but. It makes a lot of sense, the reason they said that she left. Um, and again, Emily, they, I don't know if she ever comes back. Left? Yeah, so Cora and Robert are talking in bed right now, and it says she left to go to India with Susan and uh, uh, Shrimpy. That's what happened. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Lady Flincher um, has booked my ticket for India. It seems too good a chance to miss. The fact that she didn't tell them, though, is kind so, but, of insane. So, but realistically, did the act, did this actress also want out of the Downton series? Dude, I don't know. Again, we are in a territory that I have no kind of, like any idea what's going to happen. I have no idea if she comes back. I, it's it's all up in the air now. <laughs> So I guess we'll find out. Cool. We have we have no clues. So so I'm guessing that the the um the the Scottish family or the people the the, the relatives that live in Scotland yeah. they they gave her a an opportunity to to work with them and yes. then travel. I guess. Yeah, uh, because I think she needed a lady's maid because Miss O'Brien kind of told on her, and maybe uh, Susan didn't like that, and maybe fired that other terrible. O'Brien, remember her in Scotland? Yes. So yes, the mean, the, the mean the O'Brien, mean. other meter. other O'Brien, <laughs> the meter other O'Brien. Yes, and honestly, she might have fired her, but she also just might not like her and might let her go and then take O'Brien instead because she seemed to like the way O'Brien did her hair, as as they said before. Um, yes, O'Brien seemed a lot at. more untrained than this lady. Yeah. yeah, and Carson is, like, very on top of Alfred about this because um, Alfred is, is his nephew, is is her nephew, and... He, which I which I always forget. Yeah. I, always. 
Um, I never remember that. And he's like, she was a dark horse, okay? It's not my issue. She was, she was living her own life. She didn't tell me, but it is what it is, you know? <laughs> he didn't, she didn't tell him yeah, anything, I mean, you know? Yeah, it is what it is. It's now at the breakfast table with Robert, oh. Branson, and Edith. The breakfast club and, is uh, now broken, okay? It's broken. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, but I've I've decided that Branson's my new favorite character, so um so that's <laughs> so that's Okay. That's that. Oh good. He's part of the breakfast. Maybe club, Matthew so. Good will become my new favorite character, but he mm. has to come in still because you spoiled that for me. <laughs> Right, which I took it out of the last episode, actually. The spoiler. Oh, great. <laughs> so just don't say anything until he comes around, okay? <laughs> cool. <laughs> Never mind. Um, um, Rose comes in, and so yes. Rose Rose has also heard about O'Brien leaving. Yeah, guess, and right? they kind of confront yeah. her about it, too. And she's, she's a little bit iffy about it as well. She's like, well, I knew that they liked the way that you know, everybody was at Donegal and that they were going to move to India and that Miss O'Brien was kind of interested in that. But, I mean, she didn't think it was actually going to happen. Um, and we and again, that- I don't remember I don't remember seeing any of that in the last episode. So that's why it makes me think that maybe the actress wanted, like, out of her contract because this seems so sudden and just, like, kind of thrown into the story. Cause, like, no, she remember she was talking to Mean O'Brien? O'Brien she? was, and she was like... I would love to go to India. That would be really fun. And then the, the Mean O'Brien was like, "Oh, I don't want to go. It's gonna be it's gonna be bad for my stomach." Remember, she was saying that. Yeah. Okay. So O'Brien was yeah. interested in going abroad, but she wasn't like saying, "I'm gonna do it," you know. But then it also seems very like backstabby of of the relatives to do that. I mean, <laughs> just, yeah, it's really to just weird. O'Brien <laughs> like that. I she literally it's like. Yeah, like it's it's it still seems very odd and out of place for the story. It it just to me it, it seemed very you. weird. But this Susan lady weird. was like not the best anyway. So I mean, no, I she was terrible. That. I get that, but she just didn't seem to care about anybody. So I don't know. Um, but this, so they're gonna we learn that Edith has to go down to to London tomorrow. Um, to and, mac out with her man. Yep, exactly. And that um, Tom is trying to force, to try to get, not force, trying to get Mary interested in the estate managing because because she's the regent, basically, of her son. Yes, um, who now owns, basically, Matthew's portion. Yes. But he's also a, a baby, George. Right, there he is with the, with the nurse, with the nanny, Nanny West. Um, Anna tries to get... Mary to go take a walk and maybe wear the uh, colorful scarf today instead of just all black. And she's like, well, where's the black scarf? Because <laughs> what's the standard for wearing? Um, I, I think you just have to wear morning clothes for, is it three months or is it six months? I think at this point. I, th- I thought it's it was not, a long time. Yeah, I mean, but it's 1922. So I just don't think that that was like oh, a standard. Might not have to be. Yeah, it might not have to be up to those standards. Anymore. Yeah, I think, you know, obviously Victorian England, I think it's like three months or something, but, mm. or maybe six, but it's not that anymore. So it's kind of like up to Mary now. She can decide if she wants to continue to wear yeah. it. I mean, even you know, like Violet wears black most of the time. She does wear purple sometimes, but she d- yeah, that's how she It's chooses. a very dark purple mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. 
So this new nanny's got the got the baby, and and Mary calls her son a poor little orphan, and then I, I guess I should just kind of play it. <laughs> yeah, I was a little concerned about that. Uh, about that, because yeah. I'm like, uh, he still has you. It's really weird to say, but she's clearly depressed. So, poor little orphan. That was perfect timing. Thank yeah. you, nanny. <laughs> He's not an orphan. He's got his mother. Orphans haven't. He isn't poor either, come to that. Mm. Oh, boy. And you don't mind my seeing to her ladyship? Why would I mind? I'm not planning a trip around the world. <laughs> she's so... She's still her snappy uh, self, even though she's... I, <laughs> I know, I know Mary is sad. I know. Like, trust me, girl, I'm here with you. But, like, just the way that she's talking, like, the way she speaks to Edith later, I'm just like, I'm like, oh, gosh, is Mary going to be insufferable again? Like, I, no, this is, like, I think she's going to get back to the way she was, like, after this episode. They just needed to give her something, you know. Yeah, do. I need to give her something to do. Yeah. yeah. Um, they're putting... Matthew's tombstone in I guess uh, the two old people are discussing which which is Violet and uh, Mr. Mosley's dad <laughs> um, Mr. Mosley the, the first yes and even though Mr. Mosley's dad is in a different uh, class than Violet she still is chatting with him because they're both old so I mean they do have some things in common <laughs> and he's, he's really good at like gardening right yes he's he's the rose he makes like the really pretty roses yeah um, and Violet's like, okay, well, what are you, what's your son going to do now? And he's like, well. He yeah. lost his job. Yeah, he lost his job. His, his person died, so. He's yeah, gotta... and, and, and Isabel, and Isabel let him go. Yeah. <laughs> like. He's like, I can't, what are we going to do? Like, I can't use you, obviously. Um, oh, and we, we have this interesting scene. We're back at Downton. Uh, we have Thomas returning probably from the village. Um, are you going to? Do you gonna play the sound, or you just want to talk about it? Um, I could play this. This is a pretty fun, fun uh, little exchange. So here. Th- Thomas, Thomas sees the babies approaching um, in their cute little carriages, and he goes to say hi to Sibby. There you go. It'll soon be time for you to get out and walk, young lady. Please don't touch the children. Not without my permission. What? Uh, They're in my charge, yeah. and I cannot be too careful. Yeah. I would remind you that I knew this young girl's mother. Which you never did. That doesn't make you her friend. As a matter of fact, it does. Well, I can't stay here to bandy words. Will you ask Mrs Patmore to send up the children's luncheon in half an hour? Ask her yourself. Why don't you? (laughs) Nanny is a little taken aback by how... uh, the, the, The two of them were just trying to be kind of polite, but, like, the undertones were great. They were so fierce. <laughs> well, and yeah, and and I don't know, but Thomas like being very buddy buddy with with the family just seems a little weird to me. So I thought like at first I was like Thomas, what are you doing? Like you don't even really know these kids. I mean, he does, but like I think he did kind of I don't know. he did care about Sybil. Like he really was very distraught when Sybil died. So I think yeah. he does feel something for for the baby for for little Sibby. It's just, again, the writing, it's hard for me to believe that just because the, I, I feel like I never, I never saw them like having those little 
moments together, like being really friendly. I, everyone still feels very separate. Mm-hmm. Um, then we've got a bunch of the downstairs just discussing with Alfred about how he couldn't possibly know. He has to know that his uh, aunt was going to leave. And he's like, I didn't know shit. Um, Jimmy's still being a little, a little shit about it. So, uh, and then they're just also chatting about the nanny too and, um, how she's kind of different than that. She's not really one of the staff, but she's also not one of the family. So it's kind of a different position. It's kind of like a governess, uh, in a way. Um, yeah. And kind of how weird that, that position would, would be in. Like, as a, as a job. Like, Daisy yeah. was like, I don't think I could be a nanny. That seems weird. It would be a little and, too lonely, because you're on your yeah. own. You're in your own class, basically. Yeah, just hanging out with kids, with babies. Yeah, babies, and then just, like, not being part of the staff either, in a way. So, um, and obviously, Thomas is just saying, she tried to give me orders, and he's like, he, she thinks I'm a servant, and everybody's like, you are a servant, Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> she's still kind of above in rank, I think. She's still higher than they are, but, you know. Yeah. Uh, it It is yeah, kind of weird, because so. he, she should have, he should be telling the, the, like, the staff to do stuff. Like, she asked him to do something, and he's part of the staff, so he should do it, you know. It, it, it's, be a team player, Thomas. Exactly, but you know he's not a team player. <laughs> he's not. <laughs> yeah. Um, Tom and Robert are just discussing the whole fact that we discussed earlier with, um, the whole, that Matthew owned a third of the estate. Um, no, uh, the baby owns a third of the estate. Robert owns a third of the estate and Mary owns a third of the estate, I think, or something like that. Basically, Mary should be more involved and Robert does not want to worry her. And he's like... He says something like, um, the, the price of great love is great misery when one of you dies. And, and uh, of course, Tom knows that, and he says that, and Robert just kind of doesn't, <laughs> he's not very, like, kind to him about it. He's like, yeah, of course. Branson was like, was like, she was, she was in love with him, and he's like, yeah, well, that's, that's the curse of being in love. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, it is. And Branson Again, would know. Robert's, Robert's like on my shit list, so oh, I mean, he really is. He really is. He, he sucks. He just, he's just everything oh. he says. I'm like against it. I'm like, dude, that's the wrong stance. I'm sorry. <laughs> he killed You're his wrong. own daughter. I mean, like, what are you gonna say? <laughs> he killed his daughter. Oh gosh. Uh, yeah. Oh man. Let's. Oh, I don't want to remember that. I don't want to remember that part. Okay. Mosley's just um, trying, Mosley, to, trying to sort stuff out with Carson here. <laughs> trying to trying Mosley's to keep a just job. trying to get a job. Like he yeah. doesn't have a job, and he's just he is. Oh god, Mosley's on my shit list too. Oh well, <laughs> you know, sure. But just because he's annoying, um, but he's trying to go around looking for a job because he doesn't have one and he doesn't know what to do. And Carson's like, "All right, I'm going to write you a good recommendation. Bye." Like that's basically yeah. it. Like he really has nothing. He's like, "We really can't do anything for you, but I'll." But good luck out there, bud. <laughs> He's just like, okay, great. Cora's going down to Thirsk for lunch. Um, Granny's going to come over to... Or Isabel's going to come over to see her grandson or something. Uh, no, Edith's going to go over to Violet's. That's what's going to happen. I'm so sorry. There's so many things going on. Um, 
Then they're discussing about how Edith is going down to London to see Michael Gregson. um, And he's going to have a party to introduce her to a bunch of friends. So everybody's kind of knows that uh, Edith is dating. Yeah, like they're they're kind of dating. (laughs) Yeah. So they kind of are expecting it and they're not as caught off guard. Um, Plus, they they did kind of like him when he visited the Highlands. So except for Robert, he he totally uh, yawns about it. But does Robert know about the whole wife that he can't divorce situation or did only Mary and Matthew know about that? Only Matthew knew about it, not even Mary. So oh, he didn't tell Mary. No, he did not. He didn't have time. He died. <laughs> oh no! He took it to the grave. <laughs> he did. Yeah, oh, he no. did. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what oh, happened. Oh shit! So um, yeah, and then we see Rose putting in. Remember, Rose is now staying with them. As I said, Rose is put a, an advertisement. Yeah, so in yeah, the, she's the kind of going behind everyone's back. So I think Violet and Cora are putting in an advertisement in the, the magazine like, like like they normally do. Yes. But Rose has decided to just go straight to this, like, post office or some, some little office. Um, yeah. And, yeah. And post a card. I, I guess you can post, like, help wanted stuff and little yeah. notifications on, like, the town board or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because... Um, I guess she thinks she's helping and she's trying to find a new um, lady's maid like quicker than waiting for like the magazine to publish. I think this is just something for Rose to do. Like, I don't, I don't really see what she's getting out you of gotta this. You got to give but... Rose something to do. She's, <laughs> she's really, she's really got nothing to do. <laughs> uh-huh. um, and Edith has gone to visit Isabel and she's just like, Isabel, you know, maybe you should visit your grandson a little bit. And Isabel's obviously very distraught as well because her only son has died. And she's like, it really sucks that Matthew didn't leave a, a, a will and didn't, like, figure out this whole situation with the land and everything. And he didn't expect to die because he was so young. So, um, yeah. which, you know, uh, again, people die a lot earlier in this time. I feel like they maybe would be like... I could just get sick with Spanish flu and die at any time. Maybe I should write a will, but uh, it is what it is. Um, So Isabel is like saying really sad stuff. Like she doesn't feel like a mother anymore uh, because her only son died. And, and then Edith is like reminding her, you're a grandma, you know, you're going to be a great grandma. And this is something you should care about. And Isabel does crack a smile and it's pretty cute. So she smiles. She does a little bit of an awkward hand thing with the cheek, with but the cheek, you know, yeah. it was, it was very nice of Edith to say, because Isabel is still a mother. She, she, she grew up she, like Matthew grew up with her parenting. Um, I, you know, even so, if, if your, your child dies, you're still a mother. That is just, uh, yes, that, that is just true. Even, even so, even yeah. so you're still a mother. Yeah. Um, and now a grandmother. So that's something to look forward to. Exactly. We're back with so, Carson. Yeah. And Mrs. Hughes. Carson is, so Mrs. Hughes just kind of just walks in on Carson opening this letter and getting a little <sighs> frazzled <laughs> and, and, and crinkling it up and throwing it away, just shouting obscenities. Um, and Mrs. Hughes really gets nosy in this episode. And I, she is I honestly, so nosy. Did so this nosy, choice Alexandra. that she made, I was like, I don't think this is right. I'm sorry. 
<laughs> we'll find out. She shuts she's the door. So she gets this letter noisy. out of the trash. Like, what the heck, Mrs. Hughes? That is not cool. Come on. I like her. I like her little like key. Her little key thing that she has on her waist. I like how the the keys jingle around. I bought myself some um, a chain today for walking around with my mask on it. It's got a, It's basically just a long chain with two hooks on the end of it, so I can wear it as a necklace, and I can put my masks on it. And it's easy to put the masks on if it's, you know, yeah. around my neck. I was excited yeah. about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've seen those where they just like, and then, cause yeah, that'd be good for me because I, um, I misplace a lot of masks. I already don't know where one of the ones that you gave me is. I know it's in a bag somewhere or maybe in a pocket. <laughs> Wait, the one, the ones I just gave you like a week one, ago? One of them. One of them. One of them. <laughs> What, the one that I wore to the Academy Awards Museum. I don't know where it is. I Hopefully it's in a pair of pants or in my jacket that I was wearing that day or something. Jesus. Okay. Um, <laughs> I hope I still have it. Um, okay, so who sees the... Uh, who sees the posting in this in this local shop? None other than... Uh, I, Edna. I, saw the, I saw her little nose. Uh-huh. I, saw, I, was like, I was like, oh... She does what have a very little here? nose and she walks in the door and she's like, who's looking for a lady's maid lady? And they're like, Oh, Downton. And she's like, Oh, the Abbey. <laughs> like, Oh, so apparently she's, she's going to get She's it. crazy. Yeah. She's absolutely like, she has the crazy eyes. Like if anybody had the crazy eyes, it's this lady. <laughs> and uh... she's crazy. And she's going to, she's going to try and get back with Branson. It's wild. It's absolutely... I don't know what her intentions are, but it's not good. She's got the crazy eyes. I know what her intentions are. She's crazy. Yeah. And um, is a, or, uh, Mrs. Hughes really tries to get Cora to comfort Isabel. She's like, you know, because she's dressing... Um, she's dressing... Uh, Cora Cora right now. now. Yeah. And so she's like, will you please just talk to her? And she's like... I only had one child out of three die. Okay, it's nothing. Than, it's way different than one child that you only had, you know, which I yeah. guess is true, but it still sucks. And then maybe she could still talk to him, but she's like, no, I'm not going to do it. Well, and I also feel like it's weird that the staff has to bring this up. I know. Like, are you just that oblivious of your own family that you're not gonna check in on Isabel like yeah Isabel is part of the family like aren't you thinking about her she lives on the property she lives like down the way yeah <sighs> yeah <sighs> um then Robert and Corda just chatting about Mary's involvement with the estate um because whenever this is a, this Robert... is a debacle the whole episode <laughs> whenever Robert it's has just... anything wrong they have to say it 10 times in front of his face and he says the same thing over and over again, every single scene, with every person who brings it up. And that's the thing. He never even, like, he never even really changes his mind. Like, no. like, like we know what happens at the end and we'll get to it. But, like, he's so, so stubborn. And, and I hate him. <laughs> like, he's like, I work, work, you know, Matthew and I work together. I'm going to be the one to work for his son. And it's like, but you're going to do what you want to do, not what, what Matthew nice would have wanted to do. Right. He's going to do all the wrong things again and probably waste all the money like he was doing before. 
Exactly. He needed that fresh perspective. Um, it's it was Valentine's a nice sentiment, Day. though. He he knows he knows that Mary is still sad about Matthew. Uh, you know, even after six months, and she just doesn't seem to be. And he just thinks that leaving her alone to to grieve by herself is going to fix everything. And it's like, yeah, they want to. Pro- he wants to protect her, but she's not going to get any better. If she but, just yeah, but, but leaving her, her to her own devices isn't helping. It's been six months. Like she yeah. needs, she needs something else. Um, yes, it is Valentine's Day. All of the staff are opening their cards from their, from their anonymous senders. Yes, and obviously we got some an- anonymity between the Bateses. They open their own cards and they're looking at each other, and it's it's adorable. Um, they just they are really just putting on the flirt the flirting game. Those two. <laughs> I mean, no yeah. no hiding it. No, it's cute. They're married. Um, they are cute. It's uh, we find that Ivy and Daisy have got got ones as well, which is pretty cute. Um, Daisy is not expecting to get one, so she's really excited about it. Um, it's cute. She's all smiley, and Thomas is like, "Who's that from?" Like and Jimmy they're asks, like, but they're like butt out of it. Jimmy asks because he's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> he's a dick. He really is. He's terrible. He's such a little shithead, and he's always trying to push Alfred's buttons, too. Like, they're all just kind of... <laughs> <laughs> he really is, though. He's such he's such a turd. <laughs> I mean, he, he could be mean. Like, he could be as mean as Thomas. Thomas, I think, is more mean. Jimmy's just a little shit. Like, there's, there's a difference. I don't know, like... Jimmy's... I mean, they're both shit. They're but both. yeah, yeah I, I, I see what you're saying. That's I do. That's absolutely. Oh, here's true. the here's the should I play the it? part with Mary? Yes, please. Okay. I just when oh this scene, I just went Mary. <laughs> Edith gets uh, one from her secret admirer. Her admirer. What's that? Nothing. Of course, it's Valentine's Day. Oh, you a ghost? When are you leaving for London? I'm catching the 10 o'clock. Out to pack. Awkward. Have a happy time. (laughs) God. It's like she's a vampire. She's just like a... She has nothing behind those eyes. Just like, just complete, like... Just no feeling. No feeling. I mean, I I understand she's grieving, but it's like it. it, it I, but it's just it's so it's is, so comical the way that yeah. she's doing it. Like it, it, the just, acting is funny. Um, yeah, she she walks down the steps and sees like an empty space, and you know, obviously it's sad because at one point her husband was standing there for her, and now he's dead. So yeah, Matthew. Yeah. It's pretty sad. So Mrs. Hughes is going to the Rippin uh, workhouse, which looks like a because of her butting place. in, because of her nosiness and butting in, where it she seems the worst. that they're making ropes, um, just for pennies, I guess, and having a place to live there. And she walks up to Mr. Greg, who we remember is a guy who was friends with Mr. Carson. Um. In his theater days, we saw him, I think, in the first season. Oh, this um, is it. This is that guy? Yeah, this is the guy. Remember, there was that whole scandal, and Carson was like, I must resign now. <laughs> yes, I do remember that guy, but I did not put two and two together. I, I didn't even remember the guy from the first season's name. It's this It's this dude. 
Um, he's he's definitely a more scandalous character than Mr. Carson, who is a head butler or whatever. So he is an upstanding <sighs> butler with a giant stick up his ass. Yes, yes, and this guy is nothing like him. But they were friends, and it's been a, a bad time for them after that because they did not part ways. Uh, very pleasantly, considering I think this guy like stole from Downton or something. Um, yeah, he was trying. He was trying to do something nefarious. Yeah, it was definitely not good. But yet, Mrs. Hughes is like, I, I thought he was trying to get money from Carson. Chance. Yeah, I think he was. Um, and then I think, and then I think Robert gave him money and then like threatened him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what happened. It's all coming back. It's all, it's coming, all back. coming back to me. If you told um, Edith like is this. in London. <laughs> <laughs> Edith is in London, and look who's waiting for her. So Cute boy toy. Sexy little Gregson. What's his name? Ma- uh, uh, Ro- uh, what's his? Robert? No. Matthew? No. 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 <laughs> I don't Greg- know. Gregson? It's Gregson, though, right? It's, that's his last name. Michael. Michael, Michael Gregson. That Michael sounds right. Gregson. That sounds right. She, Edith, right now is wearing the most amazing the best, coat. The best coat. I said. I said the exact same thing. I was like. I was like. <laughs> I said it in like the most pained. Like just. Just. I uh, just pain. I was like. I was like. Oh, I love that coat. It <laughs> like, is it. so cute. It's got like the top is pretty bland like except shapes. for the collar. There's like shapes, but it really reminds me of a moth. Like it's got the same coloring as a moth. So it's got all these kind of shapes oh. and colors of like a brown moth. And it is absolutely gorgeous. The co- the collar is the, like decked out in these beautiful shapes. And then also like the bottom of it. Oh, yes. it's it's uh, it's so and cute. And the sleeves. Oh, God, this hurts. This hurts my heart. Uh, gr- gr- Michael Gregson is discussing the fact that he has found a way to divorce his wife if he yes. can move to Germany uh, and he goes Germany, will, will Portugal you move there with or me? somewhere else. Yeah. Um, that the in other countries they will allow them to divorce. So uh, he's He like, asked her this question like right in front of right in front of his aunt's chauffeur who yes. was definitely listening oh and he my looks God, like a, ch- a right? chatty Charles. <laughs> So he's going to definitely say something. And then she has to just get in the car and think about it. And it, So basically he's asking her, as she says later, to live in sin. She, he's like, will you move to Germany with me while I get a divorce? So because he loves her How and he about wants to marry you go her. to Germany, you get the divorce. Yeah. Why, why does she have to go Then to? come back. Then have Edith come there to marry you. And then you could live together in Germany. How about that? Uh-huh. That sounds more reasonable. We're back at Downton. Um, the Branson and Mary are hanging out in like the sitting room, and uh, Nanny West is bringing in the babes. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom is very excited to see his daughter, but Mary is not excited to see her little, son. Cute, oh my gosh, Mary! <laughs> Just like, oh, here's this blob that you never touch. <laughs> Here's here's your baby. Don't you love him? And Mary's like, eh. <laughs> like, no. oh, goodness. She just has no feeling. I know. It's, it's very sad. It's, it is sad. Violet like is... Isabel talking with Violet. Yes, which is cute. I'm talking about... 
Oh, they're talking about what to do about what to do about Mary. (laughs) (laughs) How do we solve a problem like Maria? I don't know. How do we solve a problem like Mary? Um, talking about the 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 inheritance as well. What the estate, obviously. Um, and guess who comes in? Mosley because he wanted to talk to Isabel. Oh my gosh! And Violet sitting right there. So mad. Do you want me to play it? Yes, please. Okay. Mosley, he's just—he's he's trying. He's got to live his life, man. Okay, like honestly, it's a—it's a reasonable. He, you know, you—you you can't hurt. For he crap. asked to see me, and I told him when he could come. You I know? guess. Like, well, may I always stay? Always can ask. Or is it a secret assignation? Oh, I'm very sorry to interrupt you, ladyship. What is it, Mosley? <laughs> I came to ask if you consider giving me my old job back. It's a one person household. I apologize for forcing myself on a private conversation. I will go. No, please, my lady. There's no mystery. Um, I've lost my job. Because, well, you don't need well, to say because. For obvious reasons. And I thought I'd ask here. The trouble is, I have no need for a butler. These days, I'm just an old widow who eats off a tray. I see. Just because you're an old widow, I see no necessity to eat off a tray. You and I are different. Mm. Yes, that is very true. I'm wasting your time. Should should we hear of an opening? Where would we find you? I'm moving to my father's house today, my lady. Um, okay, so Violet is, is, is interested in Mr. Mosley. I think mostly because of his dad, like I said. I think she just likes Mr. Mosley's dad, so... I think she's just kind and, of, and we've and we've heard previously that she does like to help. Like she helped yeah. with um, she helped with uh Ethel. She did in a way. That's right. She just wanted her out of their hair, but she did help. Yeah, she had she had her own agenda, obviously, but in the end, it did help Ethel. Um, I just think it's so weird that Mosley would go back. Like they got rid of you for a reason, and you're just going you're just annoying people asking for your job back like i don't know it just seems just seems like a lost cause to me he should really just be trying like i'm sure like late like looking for looking for jobs in the in something like like the lady or whatever (laughs) the newspaper but for but for uh but for but for show uh, butlers and stuff i don't know (laughs) It just uh, mostly was annoying me this episode, as he always is. I know that you. I don't like him either, but I do feel bad for him because this is all only thing he's ever done in his life, and he's he he just. But then what he says later is even worse. I know. I agree with you. He's not the best. He has no redeeming qualities. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> Okay, let's <laughs> so, um, Edith and, and Gregson are having a conversation at his really cool soiree. Of course, her hair is super cute and like a orange scarf. Um, he's like, have, you know, do you want to be with me? And she's like, yeah, I do. But, you know, this whole moving to Germany thing is a lot. Maybe we could just keep discussing it. Like, I don't think she's like decided it, but they almost kiss. And then somebody doesn't take the hint and asks him if he wants more chin. And she goes to talk to some more ladies. Um, This looks like a fun party. It's very cute. Yeah, it looks fun. Yeah. Rose is checking on the, um, 
on the answers to the ad that she placed. Looks like she has a couple. Yeah. And she looks pleased. Yeah, it's cute that she's got something to do, you know, in this episode. And Violet sees, um, it goes to see Mr. Mosley's dad and tell him that she's got a position for Mosley, possibly, as this old lady. She has a luncheon. Yes. And this lady's coming to visit at the luncheon, who who she has heard through the grapevine that she will be, um, her butler will be retiring, and she's not sure if he will replace him. So she thinks this would be a perfect opportunity for Mosley to come, show his skills at the luncheon, um, and hopefully get a job with Lady Shackleton. I think that was her name. But this butler that was there clearly wasn't planning on retiring, so I was a little bit confused at this whole no, wasn't situation. That, wasn't the butler that was there um, her butler? Her guy? Yeah. Who was, who was being a turd? Right, but this is for another per. This is for somebody else right mr splat or whatever splat. mr splat is is violet's <laughs> butler who oh. would also be there um oh okay but, so and and, and i, I and see. i think mr and i think mr splat or whatever the hell his name was um was threatened got, by the, got the wrong idea <laughs> yes. of why mosley was there i see and then was trying oh to God. sabotage him i think because yeah he was he was being a real asshole about it um, um, yeah. We're back with Mr. Carson. He's obviously yelling at Mrs. Hughes for butting in. Yeah, who went to this workhouse without his knowledge, did it behind his back, and Mr. Carson is pissed. And she's like, we need to help him. We should be helping with him. With good reason. Yeah. She's like, you're basically, like, it's such such bad conditions there. We need to help him. We, we should. And, and Mr. Carson's like, why? I hate this guy. <laughs> Yeah. It doesn't. He's, it's just like, yeah, why? Like, do you. It, just because you're why, mildly why connected. Carson, and, and Carson has every reason not to help him. He's never been a good friend. He The last time he came, he basically blackmailed Carson into giving him money. Yeah. Like, like he's an asshole. He really is. He's like, I prefer to pr- forget this person, this time in my life. It's just crazy. Yeah. Um, so that's happening. And that's ridiculous. And I'm really. Really pissed at Mrs. Hughes' episode because she's just being annoying. Um, but Daisy and Ivy are unboxing a cute little uh, automatic mixer. Yes. Which is really cute. It's really cute. They, I think it's a standing mixer. Um, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Which is really great. And then obviously Mrs. Patmore is, Ms. Patmore is very, very threatened by this, um, including toaster, she said. She doesn't like toasters. Um and she's like, well, you guys can figure out how to do it. And they're like, well, we will. She doesn't like change no, or she, innovation. Oh, God, she really doesn't. She's against it. She really doesn't. Um, um, the boys are teasing the girls about who sent the Valentines because um, both of them, Jimmy, I remember this is the love triangle. Ivy's in love with love Jimmy. Square. <laughs> uh, Jimmy doesn't love anybody. Um, Alfred is in love with Ivy. And, uh, Daisy, Daisy is in love, in with, love Alfred. with Alfred. So it's a whole thing. Um, the nanny tells Thomas to do something again, uh, to tell about the kids' lunch or something. And I don't know why she asks him, because she knows he's not going to do it. And she goes upstairs and it doesn't get done. She she thought she'd try. She slips she slips a little a little line in there of of the kids are up there by themselves right now. I I have to, I have to go back up there, and she seems does say that. seems innocent 
yeah. at first, but we will see what Thomas does with this information later. Um, uh, we're back in the sitting room. Rose has got the interview with uh, this other woman, which we know to be Edna, in Ripon because she has to take care of her aunt. Um, and yeah, she makes an excuse not to do the interview at Downton. Yeah, which makes sense. For good because, reason. Uh, she doesn't want to go back there unless she gets hired, so. Right. Uh, so, so schemy, you know? Just like. She's Jesus. so creepy. <laughs> it really isn't. Isn't good. Um, Tom's trying to get Mary to kind of take an interest in something. She, he's like, maybe yeah. uh, try to like try your, do something. Like your, like your child. She's like, I'm interested and, in George. And, and me and Branson did the exact same thing here. Where, what? Where he was like, take an interest in something. And I jokingly said, like your child or something. Yeah. And then, and then she said, I'm interested in George. And Branson and I both said, are you? <laughs> like, at the exact same time. Like, I yeah. said it when Branson said it. I mean, and he would know about grief. Like, he had to, yes. He, you know, he loved his wife too. Like, he was in the exact same situation. Yes, with a child to and everything. Tea. I know. The baby is right there, and that's it's just the two of them now. So, yeah, it's pretty horrible what happened. But, um, and Robert overhears this, and he's like, "Tom, don't bother her with this nonsense." And Mary's like, "It's fine, I." I asked, like, it's fine. Yeah. Um, and he's like, he's like, no, go to bed. You're tired. Like, he's just like, what the fuck? This is the only time she's even asked a question in the last like six months. And then Robert shoots her down. It's just like, like Robert, just shut your stupid face. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, they're discussing again. Back downstairs. Sending the cards, the cards to Ivy. Um, yes, this card thing just goes on for far too long. <laughs> it's the only thing that happens with them this whole episode. But we do get some closure in the end a little bit about it. A but... little bit, yeah. Um, just because Alfred's a good guy. Then Mrs. And Jimmy's Hughes... not. Yeah, that's definitely true. Mrs. Hughes convinces Isabel to uh, let... Take in Mr. Griggs. <laughs> yeah, let her take... Which is not her place! To really is someone of this. She's like, it's like, isn't he Carson's responsibility? And then, and then, you know, she's basically like, I don't, you know what? I think you need to start yeah, helping stay people again. Downton? This will be good for yeah, she's you. Like, she's like, you're depressed too. Just like Mary, you both need something to do. Yeah. And as well like, I, I can't all, do Mrs. it right Hughes. now. I'm not strong enough. And she's like, you are strong enough. Like she just like tells her. She just pushes her out of her... I, I think that, like, they gave her this relationship kind of... I mean, just because of what they had gone through together with helping each other out. And I think she's trying to be the kind of good friend that she needs her to kind of kick her in the butt. Similar to the way that Tom is being right now, who is asking Mr. Carson to talk to Mary. Because she he's like, Mr. Carson, she will listen to you if you tell her... If you just give her a little kick in the butt. If you just say, hey, Mary... You need to pay attention to this. It's important that you pay attention to this, like, whole situation with uh, the death rights and the baby uh, and then the state. And Carson is at first like, well, I don't think it should be this way, but I do think that Mary needs to get off her butt. So, 
even though that it's against what the Lordship wants, I care a lot about Mary, so I'm going to do it. Okay. There you go. There we go. It was a a perfect summation. (laughs) I really (laughs) got to keep going. Then uh, Jimmy asks Ivy to go to to a pub. Yep, to go to a pub, and he he convinces her to go, and... Not on their day off. They're going to go on a school night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Which is dangerous. Um, and the moose is made by Daisy with the new mixer. So, uh, yep, I she's think... She's using the new mixer. That's very cute. If you make moose with a mixer, it is definitely going to taste better than making moose with your own hands, whipping that thing up. I mean, let's be honest. And your arms will be in less pain. Yes. That's just the truth because it is. it needs to be whipped up like crazy. So um, that's, that's the perfect thing to practice on. And obviously Mrs. Palmer is like, I'm not going to rely on that contraption. I can just use me, me strong arms that she's got there. <laughs> me, me strong arms. <laughs> um, uh, and it's just a mixer. It's not going to put you out of the job. Like the fact that she says that, I'm just like, it, it does one thing. Work smarter, not harder, Mrs. Patmore, okay? Hey, it's not there a you fucking go. robot that's taking your job right now. There you go. God, haven't you learned anything from, from when you were going blind? Yeah, remember when the telephone was installed? We all love that thing, okay? So calm yeah, down. The nanny does give a talking to Thomas um, about how oh, she is the wanna... one. You want me to oh, you want me to play it? Yeah, I think I think it might be might be worthwhile. Okay, just, we a, little, played just a, a little bit. I haven't played a sound in a bit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure the thing's still working. The thing's still recording. Yeah. Can I help you? I doubt you would if you could. I'm sorry. Why didn't you give my instructions to Mrs. Patmore about the eggs? Because I didn't feel like it. Besides, why can't Miss Sibby have an egg to a tea? I don't yeah, have to want explain Sibby. my decisions to you. You're a member of staff, and the orders I give are to be obeyed. And aren't you a member of staff? Not in that way. Now, I believe I'm needed upstairs. So I guess he senses that Sib- Sibby is not getting equal treatment to the baby. I think that's also what he sensed, but I didn't realize that until later. Me neither. I had absolutely no clue. I was like, I was like, why are these two acting so weird? <laughs> like, yeah, it's no clue. Um, Mr. Carson comes to see Mary before dinner, I guess, or maybe this is after, I don't know when this is. Um, but he's going to talk to her about the estate and how she needs to, she needs to get up, show an interest in, in it because she has to look after her son and make sure that the estate runs smoothly until he is of age. But before um, that, we've got Thomas telling Cora, basically, he says, Oh yeah. Um, something's up with this, this nanny. I heard that she leaves these children alone. Um, and that's not good. Like she she leaves them be, and and I think that you should maybe you just watch out for if she's leaving the kids by themselves and putting them at risk. Basically, yeah. I th- I thought this whole storyline was done very well. Mm-hmm. 
Like, yeah, like with, it was with the nanny. Because again, because again, I knew nothing until the very end, and I was very surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it was good. It was really good. Like the way Thomas hand. Like again, I thought Thomas was being an ass there, just being like, the nanny leaves the kids alone. You should sack her. Like you know, what should he used to do before? Because that's Thomas. He's an asshole. But you know, I like to think that he's turned a new, a new leaf. Yeah, and Mr. Carson is now telling Mary again what we explained, and she just, like, jumps down his throat. She's like, okay, first of all... She says the harshest things to him. Yeah, should I just play it? Because I think it is, like, honestly so harsh. So mean. It's just... So mean. Yeah. A little girl and baby boy being put at risk. Carson, this is my fault. My lady? I'm afraid I may have encouraged you to feel you have the right to address me in this way. His lordship has made a decision, and I find it hard that his butler should criticise him for it. I never meant... You do not seem to understand the effect Mr Crawley's death has had on me. As for managing the estate, I wouldn't know where to start. But Mr Branson believes you could be very helpful, my lady, and as the agent, he should know... He's just nervous that his lordship will retreat to his old ways and abandon all Mr. Matthew's reforms. And will he? If he did, wouldn't you approve? And anyway, whether you approve or not, I'm sorry you feel entitled to overstep the mark. My lady. We're old friends. And as I said, I'm sure this lapse is as much my fault as yours. But I suggest we don't mention it again. It's pretty harsh what what she says. And I do think it makes her think, though. Like, I knew that she wasn't uh, gonna, like, do anything to Carson. Like, she's gonna gonna think twice about it, and then she does apologize later for her harsh words. So. Yeah. Just because she's she's getting angry because she's heard it too many... She's starting to hear it a lot now. Yeah. Like, everyone's starting to bring it up to her now, and I think it'll even be brought up to her again later, and she's, she's just like, I had it. And Carson so, said, somebody I mean, has to tell you, basically. Somebody has to. Yeah. And so Which, she... and, I, and I think this this hurt a lot more with Carson just because, you know, we know how Carson feels about Mary and, and the family and probably how he thinks of Mary as his own daughter. So it's yeah. just, so that probably hurt Carson a lot, what she said. Yeah, but she, he is still firm about the fact that she needs to buck up. Yeah. I mean... Because he cares about her so much. Um, they ask, they're all at dinner now. They're asking Tom how he's going to be coming to this farmer's lunch that he set up, which is coming up in a couple days. Um, because remember, he manages the estate. So he's going to be organizing this whole lunch to meet with all the heads of in the farmers in the area. Yes, um, the tenants meeting or mm-hmm. something, the tenants lunch. Yes. Um, and so then they bring it up like, you know, Mary should come. And then she gets kind of caught in the crossfire and she gets really upset at at dinner because um, Violet brings up that she should go. And then she's like, well, you know, I can't do this. We don't want to bother her. They don't want to, you know, that she just gets really like flustered about it. Um, and Violet makes a good point that she'll have to run it if if something happens to Robert. That's true. Yeah. 
Yeah. She's like, my husband is dead. Stop nagging. You know, and yeah, like it is one of those things where people have to, they still have to deal with things when people die. It's like obviously really hard to do this, these kind of logistical things. When people die, they have to figure out where's this money going? What's being managed? Where, where is, you know, it, there's so many questions uh, when it comes to somebody in, in a loved one. And obviously it's really hard to, to face, but it is what it is. Yeah. So um, they're all just like, well, we had to discuss this. So, you know, Mary's just like still angry, obviously, about how he died and everything. It was very sudden and horrible. So, you know. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, and it's kind of a lot to, to put on you after you've just kind of been sulking for six months. Like, if she really hasn't been doing anything, yeah. like, just, just snapping her out of it by talking about this whole estate business that might be overwhelming just is is a lot. They like, should have, like, eased her into it. Like, it just, like, it shouldn't have all come up at this exact moment. Yeah, they really should have eased it, I think, a little bit less abruptly. Um then is this the Mosley scene you were talking about with what he says? Yeah, it was. Well, yeah, it is. Okay, what does he say, Emily? So he's out. So Mosley, Mosley Junior is outside looking at the moon, being all, <laughs> being all emotional. Um, and uh, his dad comes out, and he's like, he's like, this sounds like a good opportunity. Um, you should really, you should really go to this luncheon and and try to do your best. And he's like. But because of you and because of Downton, I've, I've, my standards have been risen. Yeah. Like, what if, what if, what if this lady that I work for is just, is just. An old bat. Stupid. Yeah. Yeah, an old bat. He's like, Like, what if I hate her? Yeah. (laughs) I'm just like, you don't get a fucking choice. Yeah, his dad's like, this is the, you should just do it. You don't know what opportunities could arise from this. You have no idea. So maybe you should just do it. Like, you don't have a job. You don't have anything to, you know, it's different if you have a job. It's easier to transition into another job. But not having one, you can't pick pick and choose, buddy. Yeah. Such a weird scene. (laughs) It's like okay, so unnecessary. Like I, I didn't need to know about this, <laughs> nor did I want to know it's what was happening with Mosley yes. because he lost his job. I do, I do hate Mosley, and I don't take anything back. Um, it's after dinner. Since Mary left dinner abruptly, Violet comes up to uh to say good night and goodbye. She was gonna head out. Um, and uh, this is where. Violet kind of gives her a cute little talking to. Mm-hmm. I, I think we should play this. Okay. It is very, it's, really uh, it's very sweet. And obviously love listening to Maggie here. She's the best. She's the best. I'm leaving. I didn't want to run off without saying goodnight. I suppose you think I behave very badly down there. My dear, I'm not really very interested in whether you behaved badly or well. No? No. I'm not your governess. I'm your grandmother. And the difference is? The difference is... I love you. Oh. 
That's a that's a big thing for Violet to say. I don't think she says I love you to anyone. Nope. <laughs> of course you do. Of course. I'm you sorry, do. Mary. You've gone through a hideous time. But now you must remember your son. He needs you very much. I know. The truth is, I don't think I'm going to be a very good mother. Why not? Because somehow, with Matthew's death, all the softness that he found in me seems to have dried up and drained away. Maybe it was only ever there in his imagination. You, my dear, there's more than one type of good mother. The fact is, you have a straightforward choice before you. You must choose either death or life. And you think I should choose life? She nods. Obviously. It's very nice. Um, that was a good scene, I think. Like, obviously, Mary is being very. Uh, oh, we can kind of hear it. Sorry. Mary is being very obtuse. Um, yes. But. She is. She does say, like, oh, yeah, the softness has gone out of me. And I'm like, it was starting to leave before he died. Do you remember how, like, sassy she was in that last episode? Yeah. <laughs> it was like, why are you being so sassy? I just, oh, goodness. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and Mr. Carson and Mrs. Hughes are chatting now in, in Carson's office. I think they're just kind of... He's asking her why she did it, why she did what she did. And I think this is where she kind of says that, in a way, I think I'm helping Isabel as well because she needed to come out of her, um, come out of her rut. Yeah. And I'll, as well. I think I'll play also this Robert scene and with Violet too, because it's, it's a good explanation here. You must forgive Mary. I do forgive her. She is broken and bruised, and it is our job to wrap her up and keep her safe from the world. No, Robert. It is our job to bring her back to the world. Well, I'm afraid that is not how I see it. Really? Then I can only say that while I will overlook Mary's poor judgment, I find it hard to overlook yours. Bam! night. <laughs> Such a good... Such a good line. I love it. That was a that was a good line. I, know. I was like, yes, Violet. Fucking drag him. Drag him. Drag him through the mud. Um, drag him. Violet wants Edith to come to this luncheon with Mosley and Lady oh, Shackleton. Gosh. And you know, she's like, You need to come so we can try to make Mosley look good. Which doesn't fucking work. We're gonna need a lot of help. Okay. <laughs> I'm bringing in the big big guns, which is Edith. <laughs> yeah. Um, something is going on downstairs. Anna's like... Someone runs really fast past, like, the hall, and Anna sees us, and she's like, what the bloody hell's going on? And Alfred's like, I don't know, but I'm gonna go find out. And uh, Jimmy comes back with uh, with Ivy, and Ivy's a, a lot of drunk. Yeah, she's, she's a lot of up. drunk. She's like, probably never had this much alcohol in her whole life. So... Yeah. 
Yeah. So, you know, Alfred's like, what did you do? And he's like, nothing. I just, you know, she's a lightweight. I didn't know. Yeah. And she's like, he just kept, he just kept buying them. And uh, he's like, I didn't know. And he's just, he looks really sad. I mean, he doesn't and want Anna's her to get like, hurt, so. No, he doesn't want to hurt anyone, but he's also stupid. So <laughs> yeah. it's just. <laughs> like, it could have been more nefarious, but Anna's there to save the day. So, you know, yeah, she just fine. puts a puts a cool towel to her head and she's good as good as good. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we all just had New Year's. There was a little bit of uh, tipsiness going around, but I, I definitely wasn't as bad as poor Ivy. Um and she's going to go yeah, stay I... with, I think, with them tonight or something. The Bateses or something. So she can watch her or something like or that. She, yeah, she just goes with Anna. And, and I, I think Anna's just going to stay up a bit longer to help her. Mm-hmm. Help her go to sleep probably before she heads to her little yeah. Bates abode. And Jimmy tells, <clears throat> so Alfred tells Jimmy, you only pretend to like her so, to, you know, get back at me to, you know. Because Alfred's the one who really likes Ivy, not Jimmy. He's just doing it to spite him. So, um, yeah. Isabel came over to see Master George, but Nanny West says she doesn't think it's a good time, um, which is just sad. It's a little weird. Yeah, it's it's weird. I mean, even I mean, if I the mean, baby's unless sleeping, George was napping, I yeah, even if, yeah, even if George is sleeping, like, like, sure, like, don't try to don't try to wake him, baby, but you could but see like, him at but least. Like, you could look at him. I know. What is he? You could just be in his presence. It's okay, like it's a, it's a baby. It's gonna be fine. Like, it's gonna be yeah. Good. She's just she's she's a bit too controlling of these uh of these babies. The babies. Um, yes. I don't know what else they're talking about here. Just about the friend coming, um, and. She kind of is like oh. excited about it. Uh, That's right. Because of the fact <clears throat> that it's going to get her out of her shell a little bit. She she does seem like it's it's helping her. She's smiling. She's like, she got out of the house, yeah. so it's good. She's it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna be good. Mm-hmm. It's exciting. Yeah. Ivy's not doing well. She's she's putting bread on the table and she looks like she's gonna throw up. Oh yeah, she's totally um, hungover. <laughs> and, and both the bases are like, "How you feeling, Ivy?" And she's like, "Fucking not good." And they're just laughing, being real cute. Yeah. Um, so funny. And, and he's, like, talking to Anna, and she's like, I suppose we were all young once. And, and Bates is like, you've always been young. <laughs> you, you never. <laughs> like, Anna's talking like she's, like, an old lady. And it's like, she's not an old lady. She's still quite young, you know. Her yeah. 30s. <laughs> so we're at the interview now oh, with, yes, uh, with Edna. Edna. Gosh, she's so and Rose and Cora. And did Cora ask her, like, why she left? Like, or why they let her go? Like, did Cora even think to ask this? No. It it honestly... She, she does. She says, I left because I wanted to, like, become better at it or something. Like, do something more experienced, like become a lady's maid instead of just a housemaid. Um, okay. And she does have this wonderful reference from Mrs. Hughes that she says here. And for some reason, Rose is like, please say yes, please say yes. And I'm like, why, Rose? Like, what, what does this girl mean to you? I, I think she just yeah. wanted to do something nice for the family. So she's like, she wants to be the one to get this a job for somebody. Um, yeah. And Edna definitely took all the steps to to be a very qualified lady's maid. So she's right. she's 
So she's really she's really doing the part right she now. She worked for somebody she's, else she's between this, part. but that person died. So I don't know if that means she has a recommendation from the dead person because she's dead conveniently. So maybe not. I know. Like I'm unless like a, unless unless there's like a Mrs. Hughes in that house that could give her a reference from there as well. Um, but who knows? Uh, now we're at Violet's place. She, they're about to do the luncheon. Mosley is meeting. Um, I think this is Mr. Splat or Sprat or whatever the heck his name Did is. Did you recognize Who is him? Higgins. Yes, from Who's Ted Higgins Lasso. From Ted Lasso. But this and guy. I, <laughs> I could not stand his voice when he oh was doing God. this, like, I gotta play character. It. I got to play at least a little bit of it. Because Sprat. That's what his he, name. What he says, I mean, it's so funny. He's definitely playing a very funny little character here. His his lips are barely Mouth moving. Mouth doesn't move. Barely moving, and he's got this hilarious and voice. Super low. Yeah. So let's let's listen. Go off in front of her. Certainly not. I think it's my job you're after. Nothing to do with Lady Shackleton. No. No. So are you, sir. <laughs> no moving of the jaw. Nothing. Well, I'm going to announce luncheon. Like he definitely oh. is a comedic actor because it is just like so, so silly the way that he for some reason mr mosley tipped him off and and does that mr mosley look like the kind of person that would want to steal his job it's just absolutely it's ridiculous most and mostly the most like unthreatening person <laughs> like Yes. Like, oh gosh. And so, and and so the uh, sabotaging ensues. Yeah. What happens, Emily? We're, gonna, we're just going to skip Mosley's through this. walking around with a with a gravy boat, and the guy, and he goes to lead it down, and the guy like makes a noise, like, ah, don't drop that. Yeah. And then Mosley like gets startled and almost drops it, and he's like, he's like, what were you doing? And he's like, you looked like you were going to drop it. He's like, I wasn't. And then he's going to give him this tray. Which and the way Mosley grabs it. Yes. It's, it's, it's super hot. And so he's he's like he going He burns like, his ah. hands. He yeah. burns his hands. And he places it down. And he's like, and so Lady Shackleton is not impressed. No. She's like, so this guy doesn't know when pots are hot or how to carry a gravy boat, like... Which is honestly, yeah, like, the fact that this thing was sitting on top of a fire, you'd think he wouldn't grab it with his hands, but he was a little bit flustered, so I guess that makes sense, but it's just like... Yeah, and the guy's just quickly heading it to, like, here, take this, and he's just not thinking and just going for it, like, it's just... Mr. Mosley is standing there in absolute pain, and she's like, But again, why wouldn't Violet bring this up to Mr. Spratt and be like, Mosley's not here for your job, we're trying to get him a job with Lady Shackleton, like... It's just like, a bad situation. Like, like, why it's would just he a... question Violet? Like he knew that he knew what was happening. Why would he question it's a comedic, his own? It's a comedic lady scene of the house to to make us. I don't know. Have Mr. Mosley on the screen for longer, which is just you. You see, this this show isn't funny to me. So <laughs> I know. any any funny scene that happens for me is just a yeah, unintentional, and frustrating. Yeah, yeah. The the unintentional. It's just ones frustrating for me. I'm like, this isn't funny. I Let's move on. <laughs> Mr. Grigg has arrived at Isabel's house. He does not deserve yes. this, yet he is there. I don't know why. <laughs> I still am unsure of what the purpose of this is. They just wanted to have something for them to do in this episode. Again, that's exactly well, what I say. Do something else that's more realistic. I don't know. Anything but this. Yep. 
<sighs> so dumb. Okay. Have have Mrs. Hughes have another have another love interest or something. I don't know. Um, she kind of thinks Isabel kind of thinks Mrs. Hughes like we must do what we can. Um, and Mrs. Hughes seems happy that Isabel is definitely got a perk in her step now. It's pretty cute. Um, I'm glad someone's happy because I'm not. Edith is going to her date at the Criterion, which I think is a very famous restaurant. And she yeah, tells beautiful dress. Oh my god. It is so gorgeous. It's I mean, it's basically strapless, but it's got this kind of like center strap with like crystals on the top. Uh so she's got yeah, her whole like hang beautifully like off her back. Oh, and it's just beautiful it really is very pretty and she says like you know he ordered wine for them it's a very fancy date he she's like we don't need ever eat um we never eat out my my mom says like it's just not polite for us to eat in uh in public but it's 1922 okay like it's, it's time Why? to change all right <laughs> okay yeah it is time to change they got all these fancy restaurants they should be they should be cutting a rug yeah, I this dress is just so pretty. I can't even. Um, she clearly I, I really. Think they bring up this. Germany again, mm-hmm. and they bring up like like dating in sin or whatever. Yes, um, a living in sin. I, I, I don't. I don't know what was. I don't know what was um, the consensus. Like like if because because he do, he does tell her this that he that he can. He's looked into it. So yeah. we were telling her before about Germany, Portugal, yeah. or Spain. I think being Germany. able to divorce. Uh, based off of uh, if your person's insane, um, if he becomes a German citizen, has, so he has to. Live he's looked there. into it. He can be a German citizen, yes. And she's like, "You're willing to become a Germ- German citizen for me?" Like basically. But to be honest, like this this benefits him even if he doesn't marry Edith. Getting divorced from this wife would benefit him, just in general. So. It is something yeah. that he's doing for himself as well, but it does seem to Edith that he's doing it mostly for her. And so she wants to kiss yeah. him. And it's pretty adorable because they kiss in front of everybody and it's just, it's, Edith deserves a, a one true love here. Like, she is so cute. <laughs> yeah, no more, uh, no more uh, having affairs with, with, uh, with farmers <laughs> that are married. I know. Okay, Edith. That was insane. Okay. Okay. I'm going to play this scene between Mrs. Hughes and Cora because it is absolutely crazy. Edna Braithwaite is coming back. I would have talked it over with you first, but when I saw that wonderful reference you wrote her... Yes, but that was because... Oh. I wrote her a good reference because I thought she was a good worker. But I don't see her as a lady's maid. Couldn't you wait for the replies to the advertisement, milady, before coming to a decision? I'm surprised at you, Mrs. Hughes. I hate that Cora turns this. Do you Ugh. really want to prevent my giving a hard-working young woman a helping hand? What the fuck, Cora? Are you fucking she, kidding me? She doesn't even ask. Like, they should have just told her. Like... It's... Like and 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 left out the whole part about about Branson because like because Branson was not leading her on like but what like, was she supposed to say? say she'd have to lie she'd have to think about something on the spot 
Like she couldn't say tell her tell her partial part of part of the truth that she was coming on to Branson. But then why would she write her a good reference if that was the I... case? So that's I the problem. Know. Like she wrote her a good reference. Just, oh, so gosh. It's kind of like know. she can't say and she wrote her a good reference because Tom told her to write a, write her a to. good reference. Yes, I know. And they say tell this later and I'm just like ugh. Um, so they ask so Mosley how the luncheon was, and he's like, yeah, it was okay. Um, <laughs> then, uh, Tom comes down to talk to Mrs. Hughes about this whole situation, which we just outlined. Um, but before then, um, Pat, Mrs. Patmore wants to talk to Daisy and Alfred because she wants to clear the air that Alfred didn't send Daisy, um, the love letter. Neither did Jenny. Because Daisy and Ivy were getting into a frazzle about who sent what. And they're just like, well, if Jimmy sent me mine, then Alfred had to send you yours. And then Miss Hammer's like, well, I, well, I did something. So she sent Daisy a letter from an admirer, which she did because she wanted Daisy to not feel left out on Valentine's Day. But I just don't know how this was going to end up well, but that's okay. And Daisy's like... <clears throat> It's nice to know that somebody cares about me, like a friend. Um, it's nice to know I have friends because I don't have any. <laughs> I mean, it was, it's, it's like the intentions are good for Mrs. Patmore, but it's like this ultimately wouldn't, like it, the, the truth was going to come out. Like Daisy was going to wonder forever who sent this thing. So I don't yeah. understand. I mean, it's like, okay, whatever, but. That just it's just sad because Daisy's perpetual. And there's single. only like like two like two young boys who work downstairs that could have sent these letters. And of course it's, <laughs> it's just no one works downstairs. It's a very small <laughs> circle of people. It's very small. And there are some more, but they just don't have any lines. Um, yeah, I know. So Carson decides to put his foot down on this whole situation. Cora has decided that Edna is gonna be her lady's maid, therefore Edna's gonna be her lady's maid. No one's going to tell her about what happened between her and Branson. That's it. They just have to deal with it. <laughs> Branson offers to be the one to say it, but then they're like, no, because you, you basically let her on, and that's not good either. No one needs to know that you cheated on, on Sybil. I know. This whole situation, it's just too much. Why don't we just just deal, okay? Let's just hope nothing happens. And literally, literally... What do you mean, hope nothing happens? <laughs> Everything is going. Like, everything's going to happen. Everything bad. Is like happen. I feel like we're sitting on a ticking time bomb, and I was like, "That is exactly okay. what the writers wrote for for this situation to be." So, congratulations, you figured it out. And um, this this is the scene. Oh, I'm this playing is it. The scene. I'm playing it. Okay, here we go. Play it right with sound. Play it right now. Oh, my precious boy. And don't let that chauffeur's daughter disturb you anymore. Oh my god. Ugh. Go back to sleep, you wicked little crossbreed. Oh my god. Your ladyship, I didn't see you there. Obviously not. I was just, uh, I was just having a game with Miss Sibby. I want you to pack tonight and leave first thing in the morning. But your ladyship, please put Master George back into his crib. You are not to touch the children again. Oh, 
I, I thought it was Nanny West ringing. No, Mrs. Hughes. Nanny West is leaving in the morning. Can you find her a bed for the night and ask one of the maids to sleep with the children? Oh, my God. This... I can't believe that that happened. I honestly didn't... I was, I was like, what? <laughs> this woman wrote her own, dug her own grave here. Like, honestly, why the fuck would you say that out loud? Just think it. Like, don't, don't say it, <laughs> you know? But also, don't abuse children. No, I'm, I know. I'm just saying in general for this woman who is just like, what? Like, how how idiotic do you have to be? But anyway, ugh, it's a good thing she's gone, because honestly, she was she was kind of, like, annoying. She's creepy. Creepy, exactly. She honestly looks like she could be somebody in, like, a German fairy tale that eats children. So, I don't oh, know why sure. you would want to, like, trust your children with somebody. Somebody like that. Um, Mary no, talks to Robert just about Edith's bow here, and she's like, He's like, well, what's, is there anything wrong with this dude? And she's like, well, I think she could do a lot better, but I don't really know anything about him. He talked to Matthew at Dunneagle. That's all that, that she didn't. And then she gets a little, and then she gets a little space Casey. Yeah. And I'm like, did she know about this? Like, I'm really confused about, I don't think she knew anything more, but she definitely. No. You know, thinks about Matthew and is like sad again. So it's pretty sad um yeah she asks if, she, if if he wants her at the at the tenant's luncheon tomorrow and he is like no we've let me manage I can handle this. it yes let me manage this it'll be for the best and she she's like i have ideas you know and we used to talk and robert's like no 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 you're stupid i can do this <laughs> i'm you writing don't know this. anything and i know everything about what it is I, to run i this think estate. i'm right in this and i don't care what anyone says yeah. Oh, he's the worst. He is the worst. <laughs> she walking Mary's up the stairs and she on the stairs. She just suddenly turns around. She gets a little bit more uh she starts to realize something, goes straight down to Carson and just apologizes. Yeah, to apologize. Yeah, and starts yeah. crying and cries on his shoulder and it's just like I'm I agree with you. Everybody agrees that I need to get kicked in the butt and I need to do something about it and um, she just starts crying and it's, you know, it's good. She he's needs like, to cry. And I'm just, I'm just so sad. I'm just so sad about Matthew. And he's like, I know you cry. Yeah. Cry on my shoulder, my sweet, sweet daughter. Yes. It's, this is exactly what Carson has always wanted his entire life is to, is to support Mary. <laughs> and, just to uh, be there. To be there for her. Exactly. For and Mary. Cause he loves her. He does. And he's like, you are strong enough to handle this. You can do it. It's very hard, but you're strong enough, and um, you can do this thing with the luncheon. You owe it to your husband to do what he wanted to for this land. He fought so hard for this. Um, and to essentially save Downton, because Robert will fuck it up. Yeah, he really will. He's an idiot. He will. He's an idiot. <sighs> yeah. Did you see what happened with Shrimpy? Shrimpy lost everything. He had to move to India. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Yeah. I remember. I remember that. Yeah. So. Oh, man. Glad that this was uh, solved at the end here. Carson feels like job well done for today. So happy to see that she trusted him to talk. Um, 
Then Mrs. Patmore tries to make something with the devil machine, a.k.a. the mixer. Uh, she yeah, gets... She breaks a bowl. Yeah. Because it probably just spun out of hand, mm-hmm. and it got, it got stuff everywhere. Like it's, on her, it's on her apron, it's on the walls. <laughs> and yeah. she's like, if I don't keep up with these innovations, with these inventions and new technology, I'll be left behind. I'll be... I'll be obsolete. Right. And Mr. Hughes is like, that's not true. I mean... We still need we still need you for a lot of things. Yeah, you're, you're a good cook, you know? Until yeah. Alfred takes over your job. <laughs> ba- yeah, ba- basically. Yeah, until, t- until we force you to retire. Mrs. Hughes offers to help pick up and clean up, because it's, 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 it's a mess. Um, also, we well, forgot and, to... And they're besties now. Oh, they're super besties. They really are. We forgot to mention that at dinner... They complimented uh, the moose. They said, oh, tell Mrs. Patmore this moose is excellent. They did, yes. Which you know who made it was not Mrs. Patmore. It was was Daisy with the mixer. And it wasn't Daisy. It was the mixer. Yeah. I mean, Daisy figured it out. She made it. I know. Yeah. She had to to work the mixer. Yeah. Um, All these flowers are arriving at Downton, I guess, for this luncheon. I mean, there were so many beautiful flowers. Um, Mm -hmm. Cora is saying oh telling robert about the fact that we owe a great debt to thomas because he saved the day with this bitch nanny and and, and has she always just called him barrow yeah like... yeah that's what they that's what they well now he's okay. a he's a valid so it's just it's just weird i've never heard her say his 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 name so much i guess like or or talk to him really um yeah she didn't like him for a while but now she she does so, because it's been yeah. it's been years now. There's water under the bridge with what Thomas has done in his past. Um, I guess so. You know, from from thieving and um, <laughs> stealing wine and uh, yeah. and trying to get Mr. Bates fired constantly. Um, but we're at the we're at the luncheon now. All the tenants are there, and Mary walks in wearing purple, very cute, yeah, looking bright. She's like. May I have a seat? And Thomas is like, please, or Thomas Branson's like, please take my seat. Yeah, it's in the middle um, of the table with all the men. Um, she's very cute. She asks, she asks people questions about their farms and stuff, and uh, about their sheepies. Like, how many sheep? Tell me about your sheep problem. Why are you giving up all these sheep? Here you're all you're giving up all your sheep. And he's like, well, not really. And then he goes to explain it, and she's going to learn a lot, and this is going to be good for her. Yeah, she's she asks questions and they're all listening to her. It's uh, it's very cute, and that's the end of the episode. It's a nice end. Yeah, Mary's sitting all nice amongst all these men. I thought it was a good ending. It did, in terms of writing, this whole episode went from A to B. Like everything was solved. Like it kind of like did a good job of wrapping stuff up, uh, making people a little bit more into the into the like pushing them into the next episode. Um, and I think that's definitely what we needed. Yeah, we have a couple, we have a couple open, open-ended things still, like, we still don't really know what to do about Mosley. Yeah. Um, and then, Daisy. Um, and then Edna. And Edna, which is exciting. Honestly, I like, th- I like this, the drama that this lady brings, to be honest. <sighs> yeah, hopefully it's good. Hopefully it's good drama. <laughs> I mean, and not dumb drama. Cora loves ladies' maids. She is like 
trusting of the lady's maid, 100%. Um, I can't believe O'Brien just up and left her without even saying goodbye to her. She was her lady's maid for like 10 years. The, it, the, the lady that plays O'Brien wasn't even the one like, like leaving in the, like, you know, we saw someone like packing up a, a suitcase and leaving. Like they didn't, didn't even show her face. No. So like, obviously it wasn't like, I think this lady wanted, wanted out of the series. Like. I think that's what happened. Well, then they, then they wrote her. Then they wrote her out of it. Again, I don't know if she's coming back or not, Emily. <laughs> I well, that's true. She could come back. We'll have to see. Yeah, we'll have to see. That was that was very shocking. That and then the Nanny West thing was very shocking, and I was like, oh man, it really was. It was good though. Yeah, it was good. Um, um, let's see. I I didn't love this episode, but I also didn't hated it. I thought there were some pretty good storylines in there. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Pretty decent stuff. A lot of redundant things with Robert, which was very annoying. Um, which is consistent because Robert's redundant and stupid. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, um, what did we even have in this episode? I honestly can't. Okay, I'm going to give this I'm going to give, hopefully I don't steal yours. I think you um, might be stealing mine. There's, there is one <laughs> object in this whole episode. Oh no. Well, you, you could say, I think I had a backup. You say it. I can figure <laughs> out a backup. I just have to think really You sure? Bad. Okay. You think, think of a backup right now, Alessandra. <laughs> um, I'm going to give this, Alessandra, you say it. I, I have a backup. I have <laughs> okay, a backup. Okay. Do it. You say it. You say it. I'm going to give this um six stand mixers out of 10 oh you chose stand mixer i was gonna say valentine's card oh, okay perfect but i'm not but i'm not gonna say valentine's card i'm gonna say something else okay so uh you, you said five six 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 i'm gonna give this i'm gonna give this episode five um scalding hot serving platters <laughs> out of 10 that is pretty good hand burning hand burning so sad i mean the pain is as a lot he's holding that thing for like good three seconds which is my goodness oh if it was like if it was burning hot and you just even just touching like your your hair curler for this 0.5 seconds gives you a burn did i tell you that when i was younger i stuck my hands on a hot barbecue oh no when i was little, you didn't know that it was hot burned the shit out of my hands and i had i had i had little wrapped up nubs i had little wrapped up little wrapped up baby hands oh my god that's so <clears throat> painful i i once touched a sparkler that was already lit i didn't realize that it had been lit already um oh. so it was hot and i didn't mm-hmm. know that it was uh hot and then last yeah. week danny was uh taking off the top part of the bed in my parents house the yes. and he was unscrewing something and he unscrewed it and I, I thought the screw was gonna fall so i grabbed the screw turns out screws are very hot when you unscrew them with a power tool 
Oh, with a power, yeah. Yeah, with he's... a power drill. And, and obviously that makes a lot of sense. There's a lot of friction, but my brain didn't comprehend that, so I gripped it with my fingers. Um, I didn't burn myself, though. It hurt for a little bit, but I just put some aloe on it and it went away within like an hour. So yeah. it, it wasn't like a bad burn, but I remember thinking to myself, wow, this is how often I work with power tools when I didn't think that... You know, because I'm usually doing everything by hand, and you don't really get hot screws when you're twisting with your hand. <laughs> so that's interesting because I have I have a power drill, and I haven't had that. I haven't had that. But I will definitely think about that. Let it drop on the ground. Don't catch it because it's hot. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Word to the wise, everybody. <laughs> Word to the wise: Don't burn the shit out of your hands. Um, mm-hmm. Well, that. That's season four, episode one of Downton Abbey, everyone. Yeah. Um, We're kicking off this this uh, this next season. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. We are also on Amazon Music and Spotify. And if you need notifications on future episodes that we release, please follow our social media. We have Twitter, at By the Popcorn, Instagram, at All By the Popcorn Podcast, Facebook, just search All By the Popcorn Podcast and like our page. Um, if you want to reach out to us, say hello. You can email us at allbythepopcornpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, we also have a YouTube channel. We have been recording some of our episodes, not our Downton ones, but um, some of our other ones. You can just search All By The Popcorn Podcast and subscribe to our channel. <clears throat> and we also have a TikTok. Just search All By The Popcorn Podcast and look for our logo. And uh, we also have merch, so please check that out. But thank you for listening, and we will talk to you Next time. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.